0: everyone and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Pierre, and joining me as always is Tara. Greetings, citizens. This is a science fiction movie podcast. Every episode we get together we talk about a movie that we watched. This episode is a nineteen fifties movie. It is called Simply The Blob.
1: Dun 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 <laughs> or, do you want me to do the theme song?
0: <laughs> only if you only if you insist.
1: Dun, dun. Dun-dun, 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 dun
0: Beware of the blob. <laughs> very, very upbeat opening music. I, I've seen this movie before, but it'd been a whale, and I did not remember this music. Uh, I, I'd remembered a couple of the big set pieces, but not this opening music that was... It almost felt like it was going to shout tequila at one point, and, you know, <laughs> kind of that, but...
1: It's very upbeat,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, very odd. So we'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. Uh, we'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. Uh, so... That is, that is what we'll do. Um, yeah, so the blob, the premise is simple. An alien, you know, little, little meteor, uh, or at least a seemingly a meteor, lands, and inside there is a, a, a goo substance that then attaches itself to someone and then c- consumes them, and then starts to absorb more and more things and people until it gets big, and it's an you know, unstoppable, unkillable blob. <laughs> I mean they tailed the movie perfectly I mean what else would you call this thing it's a blob <laughs>
1: it had another name for a while they wanted to call it <gasps> the glob but I think that was like a cartoon or something so that was already copyrighted so they had to change it
0: <laughs> here's the thing so, so you say that and I say oh glob sounds stupid why would they call it glob I'm wondering do you think blob was a regular word that people used when this movie came is this movie why we say blob
1: hmm I don't know maybe Uh,
0: because is that why if you
1: say the word blob i think of pink gooey thing
0: yes so that is basically the movie obviously notably uh stars uh, a younger steve mcqueen although not as young as this movie wants to pretend he is Uh, i will say that
1: (laughs) he's the oldest teenager ever
0: he's supposed to be a teenager and i swear he's pushing 30
1: (laughs) i think he's 27 yeah yeah and the female lead too i think she's like 25
0: or close to yeah, I'm just going to see what when he was born here. 1930. Yeah, I mean, when did the movie come out? 1957? 58. Yeah, so when they shot it. Not it...
1: 58, but it was filmed yeah. in 57.
0: Yeah, so he was probably 27 when they shot it. Um, mm-hmm. He does not look remotely like a teenager. He, he looks like a fully grown man who's already starting to go gray. He had a little bit of gray at the side of his hair.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't notice any gray. I did think he had, like, the right attitude, though, for a teenager.
0: Oh, sure. It kind of felt like—I mean, it wasn't quite as silly, but I was almost getting the Steve Buscemi thing. You know, how, how do you do, fellow kids? Like, uh, I mean, that said, all of the other kids in this also were far too old. They—they all, they all looked mm-hmm. like they were in it. You know, the, the youngest, like teenager, in this was probably twenty-five. Like, <laughs> like. Um,
1: I don't—I don't think so. I think the um, the the dark-haired guy who also drives the car. I think he's pretty young. Uh,
0: I think he was
1: actually a teenager. Okay. I listen to the commentary <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait did you watch it twice yeah oh there you go
1: i know fancy. i asked for an extra day and this is what you get
0: <laughs> yes we're recording this a day later than we usually do um i have the criterion Blu-ray. if i have it right here i'll hold it up i'll show the show okay. the world your
1: criterion has two commentary tracks on it
0: does it let's have a look new 4k I restoration i know because
1: i watched the on the criterion app which came with two commentary.
0: Yeah, there you go. One by producer Jack H. Harris and film historian Briss Eder. Was that the one you listened to?
1: Um, actually, I listened to both. Because I listened to them while I was driving.
0: <laughs> I didn't watch
1: <laughs> it. I watched it once.
0: Oh, you listened to it in And the car. then I listened okay. to the
1: commentary tracks while I was driving.
0: Very, very fancy. Uh, I suppose when you've just watched it the night before, though, it's fresh in your head. You don't necessarily need to see Yeah, happening. I don't need to yeah. see it again. Uh, so, very fancy so you're coming at us then with a lot of trivia presumably because you, you sat and listened to a film historian tell you about it for 90 minutes it was
1: mostly the producer and like every 20 minutes the historian would chime in for like five minutes because the the commentary tracks that were recorded a lot uh earlier than when the criterion collection was released
0: ah uh, they were recorded for the laser disc or whatever back in like the mid-90s yeah, probably
1: yeah. or for like the anniversary editions
0: yeah now that's pretty common sometimes you find that some of these commentaries are actually quite old now like i, I if, you, if you listen to the original ridley scott alien commentary that was actually recorded in like 1999 so avp didn't even exist yet so when he's like he's talking about plans for the future although notably on that 1999 commentary what he says that he thinks the aliens came from is actually kind <laughs> of what happens in prometheus in terms of what it sets up so the idea was in his head for a long time i, I mean good or bad like that's what you wanted to do for like twenty years. So bad. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, bad. Well, the idea that there are biological like, like, uh, weapon of mass destruction. That idea I like on its own, but everything else I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of the ideas from Prometheus I like. It's just the execution yeah. I don't like.
0: Yeah, it's the script and the everything else. Yeah. Uh. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey we'll do it we'll do it at sorry some point.
1: fans <laughs> we'll do
0: it at some point right the alien franchise is definitely on the to-do list don't worry mm-hmm. um but yes we're gonna talk about the blob the blob for the pink goo and steve mcqueen these teenagers are like like as long as you you say he's got the right attitude to be a teenager I, in the context of a 1950s movie yes but i'm going to give you a, a, a hypothesis here that the teenagers we see in 50s movies are not actually anything like actual teenagers uh, and even even in the 50s right
1: Uh, it's hard to say exactly how teenagers acted in the 50s because all we have to go off of are like movies (laughs) (laughs) it seems to be pretty consistent if you're a fan of mystery science theater which i know you are but Mm -hmm. you're catching up yes you've seen a lot of these types of movies from the 50s that have teenagers that are kind of delinquent at the at the heart of it and they're usually pretty rough like they're usually like greaser kids with like uh um like the leather jacket and switchblades and they're stabbing people and robbing like that was the cool thing to be <laughs> to be honest like that was a, that was a big theme in all, a lot of these movies that you watch
0: no, i'm not i'm not disputing that part that's not the thing i have a problem with or the thing that feels unnatural to me it's just the way they speak it's their dialogue. It's the way they, they monologue at various points. But Steve McQueen at one point has a monologue about not being believed. We'll get into the, the plot You know, in a bit, uh, probably more spoilers, but but there's a lot of little... You're right.
1: Teenagers today would sound very different, but I don't... <laughs> but that does sound like a 50s thing to me.
0: No, it does sound like a 50s thing, but it sounds like a glossy Hollywood version of the 50s as opposed to like a realistic yeah, teenager. Um, basically, what I'm saying is, is that I don't buy that the teenagers we see in movies... Up until like the seventies, when things got a bit grittier and more realistic, like I don't buy the teenagers we see in movies were actually kind of good representations of <laughs> what teenagers were at the time. Um, I I think if you look at something like Back to the Future, maybe a better representation, just because the people who are making that movie are still old enough to remember what teenagers were <laughs> like in the fifties, but they're not like burdened by fifties Hollywood <laughs> in their their you know. Presentation of them. Mm. Then again, I say that someone who's like seventy years old is going to comment on this and say, "No, you don't know anything. This is accurate. We all taught like this I, back in the 50s I think it's
1: fairly accurate.
0: I'm not touching know. that. I'm not touching that comment. <laughs> I know you're set. You're set. You're in a trap. That is a trap. To to quote Mad Max Fury Road, that's bait. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: i don't i don't know like i I have seen a lot of these types of films like the like horror midnight special movies that get played on mst 3 k and there is a ton of like beatniks and um just like horror at party beach and it's all like juvenile delinquent films and they're pretty characteristic of these but these seem like not so bad kids that's all like kids who are trying to be yeah that's, like, the, that's just kind what of what they see in, in the movies but they're they're really kind of nice but like the the town still looks down on them because they're, yeah, well, yeah, that, that's... they're teenagers they haven't had to go to world war ii
0: and get hardened <laughs> right that's what i'm trying to say like they're still so nice to each other like they're so Pleasant and friendly. Like, I don't know. I never. I never get the sense that they're actually this. Listen, I don't want to sound like I'm actually complaining here, because I'm not actually like complaining about the un- like realistic teenagers in like movies like this. It has a charm to it. There's like a fifties charm to this movie, um, in the way that the characters talk to each other. It's not really a critique so much as it's just an observation of. It's the first type of movie like this that we've done, and I feel like I just wanted to bring it up that these teenagers just. Don't make me think of, like, kids at all. And part of that is that most of them are in their 20s. Uh, and in some cases, near the their 30s. Like, it's just the way it is. Like, you know, Steve McQueen, like, just, it doesn't feel like a kid in this at all to me. But...
1: I like Steve McQueen in this. I, I think, I mean, yeah, he doesn't look like a kid, but he's got such, like, a... I don't know, like a... a like an energy, you know? Because <laughs> he really did race cars and like do crazy stuff and he 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 lived like he was gonna like he was never gonna die (laughs) every day and of course that eventually caught up with him when he got cancer but like it's it it's uh he he had like a teenager mentality and I think even in the in the movie like yeah clearly he doesn't look like a teenager but he he still kind of pulls off the attitude okay
0: I uh, Sure. I don't know if I'm ready to agree with that, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready.
1: It's like watching, um, um, oh, Frank Langella as Richard Nixon. Like he doesn't look anything or sound anything like Richard Nixon in the movie Frost Nixon, but you still kind of buy it, you know, cause he got, he has the attitude, right? He's got the right dialogue and the confidence that he's Richard Nixon when he sits in the chair and does the interview and, like that's that's Nixon.
0: <laughs> hmm Yes, okay. <laughs> but you actually know what Nixon's like though. So you can make an accurate like opinion on that. You can Oh,
1: there it is. There's the joke. I'm glad you held on to it. That wasn't a joke. That wasn't an age joke.
0: <laughs> no, we all know what Nixon's like. There's tons of footage of him. He's been done in movies multiple times. That was not an age joke. Oh, okay. I know Nixon well enough to, to know if someone's doing a good impression. Like, <laughs> I'm not even American! I know what
1: teenagers are like. <laughs> not they fi- have a lot more energy than I do.
0: Not 50s teenagers.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that I, I just like, and again, it's not a critique I actually, I like the movie quite a bit. I've not, I've not asked Tara if she likes it yet, but I, I mean I enjoy this movie quite a bit. It's got a charm to it. It's got a, a good 50s mm-hmm. B-movie. Uh, sort of love, sort of, you know, sheen over it, which makes it hard to critique really anything in it because it's just so fun to watch. But, like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to look at it critically and say, here's things that don't quite add up or feel right. Um, and, and I'll
1: fight you, and then the comments will be on my side, just like every week.
0: I, j- <laughs> I just, I don't. <laughs> that, that, that's kind of, I guess, extends beyond the teenagers, but. I feel like this type of movie. None of the characters feel like real people to me. They all feel kind of like cat movie characters, in that they all feel kind of just like they exist purely for the purpose of what they are in the movie and nothing else. Um, There's which, some nice
1: little character details that we get, though.
0: Yeah, like caricatures. That make
1: them, like they make them feel a bit more real than maybe other B movies that we would watch from this time.
0: More, more caricature details. Like I feel like you know, a, a really good film like, you know, from this era, I mean, take, take your pick, I don't know, like, Seven Samurai, <laughs> that's so weird. Why am I comparing the blob to Seven Samurai? That's, that's unfair. But, like, and that, that's a really bad example as well, because it's a different language, so I can't really necessarily critique the, the intricacies of the like the portrayal of people It's quite in the same way. Um, but, you know, like, like, this is definitely a B movie because the characters are kind of thin. They're just kind of fodder for what the plot is. Um, and I feel like the all of the characters, the adult characters included, are like the characters in this movie kind of but just accept things and believe things like without like proof at certain points. No, not right away, of course. There's a lot of the plot that's about like no one believing Steve McQueen that he's seen something that he's he's mm-hmm. you know and luckily his character's name is also Steve, so it's gonna be easy to remember. There's never really any proof. Like people just kind of start believing him eventually. Uh, they have to kind of trust him and maybe that could be something interesting like if you were doing a deeper movie you could do something about how it really becomes about someone having to take a leap of faith on him and not just assume he's being a rascal or whatever um because what one of, probably one of the worst characters in the movie to an extent is a cop who just assumes everything the kids are doing is a prank and hates them and mm-hmm. thinks that they're just up to no good no matter what they say they're up to no good and he's almost a, he's such a caricature of like the bad cop uh he doesn't believe anything uh who never even really gets a moment when things turn out to be true to like have a moment where he kind of like apologizes or realizes his mistake or anything It just they don't really do anything with it so there is definitely things to sort of critique here to say well this is kind of what makes it just a, a 50s b movie as opposed to and no, i'm saying i need like a the, you know the, the version of the blob which is like the you know the stanley kubrick <laughs> Like epic, the three-hour Stanley Kubrick. was in it. it's about an existential crisis, and the blobs are representation for like all of my like you know. I, I don't need that version of this movie. But I don't think
1: there's a lot of lessons in this movie, other than like maybe you should believe people or investigate something.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not ready to say there's no message. I don't think there's a strong message, but I'm going to go out on a limb here. And say that the blob represents—I don't know—just just going from the era it's from. I'm going to say the blob represents communism. <laughs>
1: There's a good thesis paper.
0: Yeah. I was—I was going to say it. It's from the 50s. It's the, the time and right.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: It's consuming people. That
1: that wasn't on any of the commentary tracks I listened to.
0: I'm cracking. Okay, first of all, I'm cracking a joke. And secondly, we can come up with our own things that don't have to be corroborated with the commentary tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since you've listened to the commentary, Miss Fancy Pants.
1: Oh, I'm the Fancy Pants after you showed off your Criterion Blu ray, (laughs) which you haven't even used, apparently. Oh. not listening to the commentary tracks.
0: Look, I have multiple things to review, like, a day. <laughs> I ain't got time to listen to the commentary tracks, all right? Well, good thing I'm here. Yes, good thing you're here. Tara, did you enjoy the movie?
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> I like this movie. I've seen it many times before. I, I do still enjoy watching it. It is a fun B-movie sci-fi movie sci fi uh, it does kind of slow down for a little bit, and but I do like the characters. I like all the quirky little details they have, and
0: um, mm-hmm. I of, like the monster. The monster's of, really good. So we need to talk about blob, blob, Blobby effects, is what I'm going to call it. Not special effects, not visual effects. Blobby blifex. Blobby. Uh, <laughs> I just, I I imagine them having like, just like, tubs of Jello or like, gelatine and mixed with, I don't know if they made like, something specific It's,
1: um, it's silicone and, and like dye. I don't know what kind of dye they used but it's, it's silicone
0: I assumed there was something different in each one because like, you know, there was a scene where like it comes like, through like a grate and it's like, oozing through all of them I felt like that was more of a liquid, that one so they could do that um, but
1: yeah maybe I I know the where it's like you see it moving around and stuff that's all just silicon
0: yes where where it's the titular blob Mm mhm yes Uh, I will say I mean obviously when you're looking at movies in the past you don't judge visual effects and special effects you know in the same way you do modern stuff Uh, and in some cases that's not a bad thing anyway because sometimes they have a nice charm to them or or whatever I will say the one thing that stuck out to me in this though is aging really poorly is there's some shots towards the end when it's bigger where th- instead of having miniatures of like the buildings like that it's on, it was just like painted buildings on like a yeah, flat surface. Yeah, it's all animated. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked really bad, and it, 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 yeah, I would mean, obviously forgive a lot, but like, there's no reason why this couldn't have been miniatures. Or there's no reason why in 1958 they couldn't have had miniatures for this scene. Well,
1: I mean, it was a pretty low budget movie. Maybe yeah. they just didn't have the ability to do it.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, I, I'm not going to rag on it too hard for it, but it was definitely stuck out to me. I mean, it's only like maybe three or four shots, but like they really stuck out. It was like, oh, jeez. All of a sudden, that entire street's just a flat surface.
1: I think one of the things that really stands out about the movie right away is that so many of these types of films you're used to seeing in like black and white, mm. kind of like the movie that you see them watching in the movie The Blob like at the theater. And the fact that this is all in like... Like, it's very pretty. It's a pretty looking movie. It's got a lot of color to it. and But it's the type of movie that you expect to be pretty cheaply made and made in black and white. But they went through some studio that um, is, like, a Christian-based, uh, like, movie production. <laughs> like, they only ever make Christian movies. But they made this horror movie because, I, I don't know, I don't know the reason. Um, and which is kind of odd because there's like no christian themes in this whole movie or religious themes at all
0: <laughs> yeah not really,
1: not even like a men- Not even a church that they go to to hide in or something yeah
0: there's not even like one character who i, I don't know like i, I, I did anyone even say something like, for god's sake at one point <laughs> like maybe maybe but, someone like, did
1: really there's nothing in it that has anything to do yeah. with religion and it was know. just like a, a cheap, fun sci fi sci fi movie that they wanted to make some money on. But this studio only ever filmed in color. So they were able to make this cheap movie that normally you would see in like the black and white screen and like look really nice. Which is effective, I think, for the Actual monster that we get for the film too.
0: Yeah, because he's got he's got a color to him, so it looks it looks good. I, I think it's got its upsides and its downsides. Um, what one of the downsides of movies uh, being in color from this era, especially a, a, in a cheaper movie, is that a lot of the outside stuff's not shot outside; they're shot in a set. And mm-hmm. No, it was
1: like weird random spotlights in the middle of night. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, it is, it's not so much that you can't tell in black and white that they're in sets when they're they're in like, you know, there's like this, I'm, I'm thinking specifically locations where they're just like there's some bushes behind them and they are maybe out in the, the forest or they're just outside the house and there's just some like bushes in the house and it's like this is clearly on a sound stage and it for some reason it is a lot more obvious in color. It, it's kind of the same with effects actually. There's a lot of uh, you've seen the mist, right? Mm -hmm. well there's a black and white version of that and the movie was kind of originally supposed to be in black and white but the studio wouldn't let them do it because you know modern movies and all that but one of the things that's really interesting about watching the black and white which is the the director's preferred version is that uh the cgi actually looks way better (laughs) because Mm. because it helps hide a lot of it Uh, it helps hide a lot of the fakeness of it um, and I think one of the things that was sticking out to me is just how obvious some of this stuff was on a sound stage. It's like and it's fair as that, it doesn't bother me, but like it really stuck out to me. It's like, oh this is clearly not outside. Like I can just tell. It's, everything about it just feels inside. Uh, yeah. and I just I couldn't help but wonder, like, you know, I, I think the, the fact that it's in colour was kinda of adding to that. And like you know, may, maybe this was before they, they, they sort of started adjusting to shoot for colour so that it would hide yeah, more. I of mean it. you
1: could tell. There's like scenes where like, they're obviously driving at night, mm-hmm. but, like, the headlights aren't on <laughs> the <laughs> car. <laughs> stuff like that.
0: Yeah, just, just movie stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, the movie has a charm to it. Like, I think... Because, obviously, they can't show that much of the blob in this movie, basing <laughs> the movie around the idea of, uh, like, there's this one teenager, you know, quote-unquote, sees something happen with the blob. And a lot of the movie and we are talking a lot here we're talking like you know he maybe sees this happen at the 15 20 minute mark and then up until probably like over an hour at the movie maybe even a bit more than that it's really just about no one really believing him and him trying to prove that something's going on and it's uh, yeah. uh, that's kind of what the plot of the movie we really get, is like,
1: little glimpses of the blob like progressing but it's it's mostly just a lot of like side characters not believing them like what are they going to do they go to warn people and they don't believe them and yeah it's, it's a lot of like teenagers trying to solve it on their own because yeah. nobody believes them
0: which you know i, I love teenagers try to solve st- or even kids in general try to solve stuff on their own it's this you know, it's a stranger but we don't really things. get to see the a lot of the-
1: blob the monster during this time yeah of course which does slow things down quite a bit
0: which of course but that's the thing i actually think it's a good plot device to to make it be about him trying to prove that it's real and that something's happening and no one Mm -hmm. believes him and like i say i think they could go further with it and make it really be the the story of the movie i don't think ever quite goes that far it's kind of it's 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 kind of thin enough that it kind of just does feel like it's there to fill the time until it's time for the the last 15 minutes where we get to have all the effects because you know the movie can only mm-hmm. afford these amount of effects, so they're all going to, they're almost all of them are going to be in the last fifteen minutes. So we have to have plot to, you know, which
1: is pretty great. I really love the. end of Oh this yeah, movie. yeah.
0: But we have to <laughs> fill up time to get to that point because we're not a feature length movie if we're not over sixty minutes. Uh, yeah. So we have to fill up time, and that's what the plot became. Uh, I wish to take it further. I wish there was a few more drafts of the script. I wish it. I wish they really made it be about like him, really like because like, eventually it's about someone kind of t- taking the leap of faith and sort of believing him, but I I wish that was a bigger deal I wish it was a bigger moment that someone chose to believe him. and that I- because I could see that being feeling like a, feeling like a big deal if it was handled right um as it is you know it's a quite a thin you know just character plot because it's there because we have to serve the the, the B monster movie uh, side of it and you know that's okay but
1: yeah and there's not really a whole lot of consequences to them not believing him yet i mean nah. i guess more people more people do die but like there's no real we we don't really get the satisfaction of seeing like the bad cop um like like oh i you know i've learned my lesson and seen the errors in my
0: ways or even,
1: maybe i should have been kinder or something
0: or even before like the, the, the like before like if anyone knows Ethan's true like even even for steve like, it's not like he gets, although I'm not being believed, it's not like they put, like, I feel like movies that are made later that follow this plot idea, because again, like, maybe this is the prototype, right? we have said this before about movies from the 40s and 50s and, and 60s where it feels like they're doing things for the first time to say, hey, we pulled this off, we could, we somehow achieved this, and then later movies actually took those ideas and made them deeper and gave them more weight and so on and so on. I wonder, have you seen the
1: later version of The Blob?
0: I haven't seen the 80s version of The Blob, no. Uh, that's something we'll have to do in the near future. Uh, but, like, but just this plot idea of like, the character not being believed, Like, I feel like movies made later with this would have him be like actually locked in a jail cell at some point, so someone would have to really believe him to break him out, so that they could go and solve the big dangerous thing that's coming, You know, whether that's a serial killer or a monster or, or, or whatever, like, there's so many like sort of extrapolated beats to this plot that I've seen done in movies from later that this one feels very like simple by comparison, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, again, like I, I don't want a lot of what I'm saying to sound like I'm critiquing things. It's more just like like what we've said before about some of these other movies that this is a great prototype for what like a whole genre uh, or even just a character archetype could could become uh, later yeah.
1: on. Yeah, I like these kind of, these simple b-movie storylines like it's obviously made because they wanted to make a science fiction film and also these types of teen movies were making money so that's more of like the reason why there's these um like teens are the star of this monster film teenagers yeah in quotes but um it yeah i don't i i certainly i understand what you're saying like if it's made today we'd want to have it more layered than what it is um but you know we we still appreciate when movies go back to simpler plot lines also <laughs>
0: oh, sure. I mean, one of the complaints I have about modern movies is that sometimes they're, they're too complex and they try to cram too much story in and it, it, it...
1: yeah and then it feels preachy or like they're just Oscar Beatty or something or what? just too complex
0: uh, convoluted is the word I'd use uh, Yeah. some movies yeah. just end up being too convoluted with too many twists Things and turns get muddled
1: and the message is just gone like in the movie The Joker
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that example uh, but like, this is almost like the, the opposite end, right, where it's it's to, I mean, admittedly, I prefer this end and the the convoluted end, admittedly. I'll take the simple over the Joker.
1: (laughs) Um, No, man, you just don't get it.
0: (laughs) He's mad at society. Oh, dear. Um,
1: Speaking of best picture nominations. Oh, God, here we go. When I went and saw um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Mm -hmm. Damien Lewis played Steve McQueen, I remember thinking... Damian Lewis, that's a bit of a stretch. But watching this movie, I'm like, actually, I see a lot of Damian Lewis in Steve McQueen. <laughs> it's actually pretty good casting. That's not yeah, it's not terrible casting, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking the whole time I was distracted by it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um yeah, I'd forgotten about that to be honest. But yeah, I remember thinking once upon a part of time in Hollywood, I don't remember thinking that was a bad choice at the time. But mm.
1: I did. I was thinking, oh no, they don't look anything alike. I was wrong. <laughs> they actually look a lot alike.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Actually, talking about, uh, m- you know, movie things of the time, uh, how did you feel when they mentioned that the, the horror movie they saw midnight? because they? all tears go a horror movie uh, or mm-hmm. a-, a spooky show, as spooky. they call it. <laughs> uh, they mentioned a that. A
1: spooky show. Yeah, and that- apparently that is what the what the term was
0: because oh, really?
1: even on the marquee when it comes out it's like Midnight Spooky Movie
0: well <laughs> d- like how, how did you feel when they said that the price of their ticket was 80 cents oh, <laughs> I know 80 cents could you imagine getting into a movie for less than a dollar
1: you know I think movie ticket prices maybe should be adjusted for the type of film you're watching maybe it will get more people to see like cheaper films if it was a cheap ticket
0: yeah, the, the, the danger with that is, though, is that all of a sudden the Marvel movies are going to be, like, $20 a ticket. So? Because <laughs> that's the premium. <laughs> um, but now, now you're right. Like maybe, maybe a low-budget... Maybe there should... Like, the current tier is fine for the big-budget stuff, but maybe have like mm-hmm. a, you know, like a 30% discount for your, your low-budget indie fare. Yeah. Um, I, can, I can see it. I can see it. Although, the the sad truth is, is that it may not actually attract anyone else, and exact same people go to see it and it makes less money as a result and therefore is even less successful than it, than it would have been otherwise.
1: Because people spent more money on their Marvel tickets and now they can't afford the cheap other ticket.
0: <laughs> not even if they don't put the price of the other ones up. Just like, you know, it won't attract anyone new. It'll just attract the exact same people and they'll make less money because no one else went to see it. Maybe. That's the, that's, that's the worry. It's the worry I have because not enough people go to see interesting cinema
1: the convenience theaters don't play any of the the movies that i'm excited for like the low budget ones
0: yeah no i know that pain i know that pain uh but hey, it is what it is. The blob though. The blob. We should probably start the uh, spoilers or something soon. We're Let's that, get into it. About point. Alright, so i me take this time to thank our patron producers before we start the spoiler section. So thank you to David Short, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hess. Uh they're all patrons at $20 or above tier. But you don't have to be you don't have to be a patron of that tier, do you, Tara?
1: Uh, no. If you like the channel, you like what we do and you want to support the channel, you can go to Patreon.com slash TV and doning, donating as little as $1 per month will get you bonus episodes of The Ace. You can check out more B-movies um, like uh, like Time Cop or Judge Dredd from the 90s or transfer Saga, um, <sighs> Robo Vampire. That one was pretty rough. And we have a bunch of David Carradine films in the works, so... <laughs> <laughs> so check those out
0: yes uh, so full, full spoilers ahead for for the blob um, I mean there's a whole lot to spoil outside of maybe how they beat it but because everyone this is the thing this, this is kind of how you like, this is kind of one of these, these cop out things that it's fine again it's fine it's, it's a 50s B movie just go with it but like there's not a single like well as suppose well as the Doctor's kind of a proper character and he dies because, other than him, though, mm-hmm. everyone who gets killed is like just someone who we meet in the scene where they're killed. It's just a random townsperson, you know. It's a mechanic here. Or it's a, you know, a film. You know, the projectionist there. Or, that, that's, yeah,
1: that's true. Although, like the ending does set up like the situation where it, it seems like everybody's doomed, which you know the stakes were really high for those possible deaths, and you know, for for a moment, I did forget what happened when i watched it previously so i did feel the dread there oh sure yeah i mean
0: that that ending i mean the actual final like sort of thing is you know the final sort of set piece if you will is is fairly well done um but at the same time though i'm not going to praise it too much for that because if it hadn't done that then then what's supposed to end the movie then like it has to put those main characters in danger because otherwise like, if they, if those yeah, if, I know
1: but it was just like the Toy Story 3 moment where I'm just like wait do they not get out of this do I oh, not sure. remember
0: <laughs> oh, of course they do there is no way in hell there was ever a chance of them not getting out of it in this movie I don't know I, well,
1: I, I doubted myself for a moment you know it they really did, did seem like they were stuck and yeah. like it's it's a movie from the time where all the credits are at the beginning so when you look and you're like there's only three minutes left <laughs> what are they gonna do? <laughs>
0: I I, you know, I think I checked the time at one point, and there was literally like just over one minute left, and I'm like, "Wait, I've not resolved this yet. That's is going to feel rushed. <laughs> what the hell?" Uh, but yeah, so yeah, the big thing at the end is that is that once they finally convince everyone that it's real and they see it, because they because they everyone's being cynical, they're checking the, the 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 store, the grocery store. Which, by the way, like how did they get in there exactly? It was closed, but they just kind of oh no, in.
1: the the door, the automatic door opened up. Because they went to go grab the dog and um, there was a prize because the door wasn't locked. They just, the automatic door okay. opened and they're like, wait, it's supposed to be closed at this hour.
0: Yeah, because I thought that was strange. I thought that was- <laughs> But fair enough. Uh... No, because they're all checking there because they, they, they encountered it in there. And, you know, I did kind of like that the scene in there, you know, when, when Steve McQueen sort of jumps up on top of the the, the uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the shelving. And I, Joe, Joe was funny about it is that my first thought when they went in there is a big stack of Ritz uh, crackers and I went oh, Ritz has been around since the 50s? Holy shit.
1: I did look at the design also uh, I'm like, oh, the design was so different back then.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's not, just- I bet it's
1: not really product placement either. It's just free advertising for, for Ritz cracker.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Product placement's been a thing for a long time.
1: <laughs> really? Like even with this tiny, low-budget movie that nobody—that was made by like a Christian <laughs> family film organization I mean, or whatever.
0: Maybe tons of low-budget movies have have product placement. It wouldn't surprise okay. me. hell, that's how they get like half their budget.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I did hear that. Uh, I I read this in the IMDb trivia that Steve McQueen was offered like. 4% of the overall gross. I think it was 4%. It might have been even like 10% of somewhere between 4 and 10% of the overall gross of the film or $2,500. And he took the $2,500 and the movie ended up making like $4 million. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: and then like later on, um, like in the, the 30th anniversary, I think the producer admitted like they, the movie actually over time made like $40 million because they kept re-releasing it after uh-huh after c mcqueen was a a big star they re-released the blob again (laughs) in theaters (laughs) so he got twenty five (laughs) hundred dollars
0: anyway so yeah so we get all the cool stuff with the blob like oozing through the grates and killing the projectionist and then it it, it sort of encompasses this diner which our main characters end up in steven the girlfriend and her little brother as along with the chef and just some other random waitress or whoever's in there and it becomes this kind of crisis of like, how can we try and like, get rid of this thing to get them out? Because, as we've mm-hmm. seen at the start of the movie, if it touches you, that's it, it's over. Like, it'll, it's got you now, and it's not going to leave you. Um, and the little twist here is they they try and like shoot down like an electricity pole, like a power line, to electrocute it, and that doesn't work. I'm okay with them, like, you know, someone using a fire extinguisher and that they realize that cold's is what affects it, not, nothing else. My only problem is is that it, it literally goes from the scene of like the I think the, the main cop has been kind of nice to him and is kind of believed uh, Steve throughout the movie. Uh, he's like, oh man, is there anything that can, can t- you know stop this thing? And it immediately cuts to the cook using the fire extinguisher. And I'm like, I feel like you didn't have to be as quick and as overt as that. <laughs> like <it> immediately <laughs> just cuts to the thing that's going to do it. But I mean, there's only like three minutes of the movie left at that point, so they have to get going. You know, we're on a clock, on a schedule. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think they were just using the resources that they had. Like, they don't have a big freezer or anything, so maybe they didn't think of it until somebody used something cold on it. But it it was just, well, what can we do right now to save them? Like, well, there's a power line. Maybe we could try electrocuting it or something. Oh, yeah, but... no, no.
0: My, my, that's not my complaint. My complaint is just how quickly it cuts to the character doing the thing that's that, that going to accidentally reveal what the, its weakness is. Mm-hmm. It's like just this the very it's like it cuts to it's the very next thing and Stephen King's like hey give me that a minute and he's like it's immediately like we get it there's no like
1: well there is a chain of events though like it's there's not to argue <laughs> <laughs> there is a chain of events like like they try using the electricity and the electricity starts a fire and so they're yeah, in there the- and the fire is going so they use a fire extinguisher to put the fire uh, yeah. out but yeah. it also happens to hit the blob.
0: But I feel like there should be some time in between where there's some like turmoil, like where they really think they're going to die, and it, like, you know, it, like, you didn't
1: get that. I really did. They were having like a moment, like she told her little brother, like it's okay, close your eyes, go to sleep.
0: <laughs> I, I mean I guess so. Like they all get fire extinguishers, and I if I mean if there's anything, if there's any message in this movie, really, it's that maybe teenagers. Can be okay because it's the teenagers who all go to the school and like steal all the fire extinguishers and like bring them all back so they can yeah freeze the thing. The, it's I like the
1: f- detail that it's the principal that has to go to the school <laughs> and break into the the, mm. the the window in order to open the door and all the all the kids cheer like yeah.
0: What's funny is <laughs> the the last shot of the movie like it, for the last like five seconds it cuts to like the end screen we see it being like like just dropped via parachute to the Arctic. <laughs> and i actually i laughed at loud at one point actually because just before it does this like someone says like uh oh they're going to get to the arctic so it'll stay cold and steve mcqueen like his last line in the movie is like yeah as long as it stays cold as long as the arctic yeah, stays surprisingly
1: cold. relevant huh? and,
0: I, I, and i started laughing because obviously that was not an intentional thing but i just started thinking about climate change it just really made me laugh <laughs> hey, that, that, that line's up you know, the point i was looking
1: up the blob on imdb
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there is a blob project that's apparently in the works and Samuel L. Jackson is attached to it and that's all the information that's there.
0: I'm sick and tired of this mother effing goo on this mother effing Arctic Arctic. <laughs> Could this
1: be like a prequel to The Thing?
0: Nah because The the Thing was there for thousands of years in the ice like okay. buried deep <laughs> but I try
1: I like the idea that they're connected <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I read a, I read a great, like, fan, like, just, that was a completely made-up thing, but I read a great theory about how the Thing and Alien are from the same universe, and that the Alien, or the Thing, it was designed to, like, combat the Xenomorph, because it, it would stop it from, like, doing its, like, life cycle. I, I don't know, was this great, like, theory as to why one was made to fight the other? I, I don't know, it was great. <laughs> you, th- <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Are you dying, <coughs> Tara's dying. Yeah. Everyone.
1: Predator was its worst enemy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean we kind of glossed over a lot of the film though. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I
0: just I went I went to the end because that's kind of where all the action happens. There's uh, some characters I want to talk about. The the, the farmer or whoever the old is at the start who first picks up the little rock that has the goo in it. Yeah. Um. First of all, I like that he, he tries to touch it with a stick, and then it just goes up the stick. So despite the fact that he tries to use gravity against it, still gets him. But. My first thought with him was that he had like this really wacky, like sticky out of hair. Like it was like he mm-hmm. had like this. It wasn't quite like Christopher Lloyd in Back to the Future. It was more yeah,
1: the guy was sleeping.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, uh, it was. It was like, it was like he... it's like he was in like a convertible, but like facing the wrong way as the, as it was driving.
1: Yeah, he had really, like wispy white hair. Yeah, that was seemed pretty unkempt, but also who cares? He lives in like a cabin in the woods.
0: yeah sure yeah if anything he's the one who's like it's got a death curse he's that guy he's yeah he's ralph is that his name yeah chrissy ralph look at you got the name right so i watched that movie
1: for like the first time so
0: now the other character i want to talk about perhaps the most interesting character in the film to me because she's a double agent i was a double agent in this movie so (laughs) so so the start of the movie like the, the kids find the old man in distress because he's got the stuff in his hand and Steve is a nice enough teenager to drive this man to the, the local town doctor. Uh, what, mm-hmm. One of the small things I do like in movies like this that sort of give you the small town vibe is that even though we don't necessarily get to meet a lot of the characters in the town or get to know them that well, there's something about the way they talk about the other characters where they, you know, they'll, they'll reference characters who everyone knows and it gives you that vibe that everyone knows everyone in this town therefore it's a small town. Yeah,
1: this really does feel like a small... Yeah. A small
0: town. Uh, it's one. Of, it's one of those simple little things because I, I love movies set in small towns. It's just it's perfect for sci-fi and horror. But the um, they they take them to the doctor. They leave them there, and the doctor's like, "This stuff's weird. Can you guys can go back out to the the the, 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 the meteor crash site and <laughs> check, yeah. you know, check it out for me." And they agree to go, so they go. Um, and like, well, I
1: guess this is what we're doing now. Sure.
0: And they go <laughs> this is our job now. They have a look. Uh, you know, we'll talk about them around to our kids in a minute, but they come back and this is when steve sees through the window because as he's been gone like the body has been consumed with the blob and the blob you know the nurse is scared of the blob the doctor's scared the doctor gets his shotgun and you know steve witnesses the final part of this where the doctor's at the window being consumed by the blob and it's like he's killing it's killing him and he sees mm-hmm. this so he goes and gets the 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 sheriff uh who you know it's nicer than the, the bad cop the, the deputy who's like a, just a complete dick about everyone but he they come they, both him and the bad cop come with them back to this the doctor's house has you know where he works from and they look around and they're they're, they're checking the crime scene it's like, oh there's a gun here and it's been fired we can tell it's been fired but there's no you know like bullet holes or anywhere or whatever mm-hmm. and in walks this neighbour this old woman in her, in her you know in <laughs> her bathrobe uh, I think her hair's on a roller as well maybe I can't remember but that's that's the perfect Probably. visual And she's she's got an opinion on every single thing that anyone that says right. Well, it's the kids or the cops. You know, the kids will say, "Well, no, I saw this," and uh, you know, I and she's like. Well, she doesn't
1: even look at the kids. Like, she only looks at the cops.
0: Yeah. But, like, they say, like, oh, like, he, you know, he's going to leave, we can't contact. It's like, well, he was going to go on his way out, and he phoned, I heard him phone at this time. He's like, yeah, but, like, let's, let's see if his car's there. He's like, well, he may not take the car because sometimes he goes with someone else's car, and the car's still here. Like, she has a response. No matter how many things they point out that could indicate that there is some sort of foul play, that there is something going on, and that he mm-hmm. is genuinely missing, she's got an answer to disprove why. There's nothing going on. She's determined to shoot down every idea. And the only reasonable idea that I can come up with is that she, for some reason, is working for the blob and wants to keep the suspicion at bay for the time being.
1: I think she just doesn't trust... <laughs> That's funny. but I think she just doesn't <laughs> trust the teenagers.
0: I'm so, I'm so glad you, you wanted to let me know it was funny before you moved on and poo-pooed it. Yeah. <laughs> I, th-
1: I think she was just, like, clearly not gonna let the teenagers be right like they're just here to to nah, mess is... with the cops and the townsfolk because the cops pulled them over earlier and this is just a kids being kids
0: mm-hmm. so here's my theory and they
1: came over here and they tried to probably steal some drugs or something The blob mess the... the place up
0: the Blob has a second ability that we... You know, that not expanded upon in this movie? This is the only hint of it. And if it was a sequel, they might have, you know, went into this in greater detail. But the Blob can just put a little bit of the Blob in someone, right? And that will, like, control them like a, like a drone. It'll be, like, main control. They'll she work was wearing a
1: red dress.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> she's got... She's, she's got uh, just a little bit of Blob stuck somewhere. I, I don't want to theorizes to where but she's got some blob stuck somewhere right mm. <laughs> and she's actually even without realizing it she's under the control of the blob maybe you know
1: <laughs> it's like the the pink goo in the um, ghostbusters sequel
0: pick your orifice I, I don't know where the blob is sticking but there's, there's some blob somewhere could be up her nose could be in her ear could be in her mouth yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'll stop there. I'll stop there. But I'm sure you can imagine a few other crevices. I can't do a Christopher Walken impression. You know that scene in Pulp Fiction where he's talking about the watch and then he just goes, mm-hmm. he shuts up his ass. Like that? <laughs> right? Yeah. B- basically, up that's ass. that's how the blob <laughs> controls people is that it gets the blob up the ass and. Then it controls them from there, like almost like a puppet. Maybe it's,
1: that is the '80s version. I haven't seen it in a long it's, time. It's
0: like a, f- a finger puppet. It's just blob, like up and like just controlling people.
1: Oh god! I like that the blob like starts off <laughs> clear and then as it, it devours people, it gets more and more red. <laughs> That's pretty cool.
0: Uh, the movie's like eight minutes long, Tara. I need, I need to fill this review out with some nonsense, okay? <laughs> we're here to have fun. Success. <laughs>
1: Although, if you are interested in that subject, um, there is a Stephen King movie you might like What's called what? Dreamcatcher.
0: <laughs> oh, I've not, I've not seen Dreamcatcher. Okay.
1: I unfortunately saw it in the theater. Um, so.
0: Not good. It's surprisingly to
1: oh. similar to uh,
0: what you're talking about. <laughs> ah, I see, not that silly. Apparently, Stephen King loaded, fueled with you know a mountain of cocaine, uh, also mm-hmm. had a similar idea.
1: You're right. You and Stephen King mixed with cocaine <laughs> could come up with the same creative um,
0: choices. Okay, what would you like <laughs> to talk about next? What would you like to talk about next?
1: I actually really like the way the movie opens with uh with the farmer character. It like it it almost starts off as a like something you would get in um. Like an '80s horror film, Sure. it reminded me of, uh, and uh, and when you see the 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 meteor, like I don't know, it's it's cool. It's it's pretty cool looking. I, I like I like uh, I like watching these types of mystery science theater esque films, but with so much style and color, and like the people who are making the movie really did care about the movie and think they were making something good um, hmm. i think it starts off strong
0: i, I don't mean, think it's it not- a little
1: bit in the middle but like picks I, up again I, I, and then has a really I, great I, ending
0: i have to pick up something there you the way you phrase something there was notable you said mm. they th- they think they were making something good <laughs> that implies that they weren't <laughs> well
1: no like, like they really believed in what they were making you know like so many of the movies that you watched from the time that were just they seem to be just let's make this to make money but this
0: really
1: felt like something they wanted to make
0: I have a lot of fun with the movie the movie's quite cozy like it feels like you're, you're sort of wearing you're putting on like a warm blanket or it's comfort food because it's it's kind of yeah, it's simple, yeah, it's and, it's, yeah. and it's, it's it's all the <laughs> stuff that I've said. It's all a little critiques I've made about characters not feeling like real people, uh, and that's kind of true across the board. Uh, you know, whether it's the, the farmer farm at the star, or whether it's the the doctor, or uh, the 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 parents of the kids feel a bit off, or the mechanic who gets killed, who tries to tell his like you know boss or colleague. To go on his hunting trip with him, and to just lie to his wife and say that your your uncle died or something. I'm like, his wife would <laughs> She's know. Going to find out. Yeah, his wife would be able to figure out if that was a lie or not. That's not something you could, you know. That <laughs> just yeah. Weird, weird. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the
1: the guy who's responding to the siren and like puts on one outfit, and then a the different siren starts, so he takes that off and puts on his other like outfit, his volunteer firefighter.
0: That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a weird moment. Yeah, this old man wakes up. He's like, "Oh, this is an air raid." Oh, wait, no, no, that's changed to this, and it's like, "Oh, what? What do I wear? I don't what, know what to wear. What helmet <laughs> do I wear? Oh,
1: siren. I it, wonder if that's like a critique of of women not being able to figure out what." What to wear?
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's actually something worth mentioning. We get the uh, the the woman faints because of fear. Uh, mm-hmm. That moment, which always dates a movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I saw
1: something scary. Ah, I must
0: been She has to be carried out in someone's arms. Or
1: even the even the nurse in the beginning, like she doesn't she doesn't faint, but she like easily
0: trips <laughs> mm. and
1: is just inhaled by the blob.
0: Yeah, it's like oh, I can't move. I did
1: like the effect of seeing um, the doctor in the window where you can't quite tell what's going on, but he's like half consumed yeah, the, by the blob.
0: The darkness—it's only a brief
1: second that you get to see him.
0: Yeah, the darkness helps it a lot. Like it's one of those things where you have this—you hey, know—it's just this, 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 the Jaws thing. Like, okay, your your animatronic shark looks kind of fake. Well, show as little of it as possible, and that's how you get around. Yeah, it.
1: but it is enough to give you an idea. Yeah, because it's so quick, you have to fill in the rest, and it's like. Uh, it's pretty good. I don't
0: know. Nah, that works really well. I, I think that's good. Um, you know, like, the whole, the whole, like, siren thing where they wake everyone up to say, hey, there's something dangerous, we have to solve this. You know, like, it almost felt like, I, I almost felt there should be an angry mob, and, like, you woke us all out of bed, this teenager woke us all out of bed to tell us about a monster mm-hmm. when he has no proof yet. There's literally no proof that anything's going on. Like, the cop comes and kind of believes him, and then, of course, the, the theater thing happens, and I, I almost wondered, like, it's nice that the cop wants to believe him but it's it's almost I almost felt like the more correct way for the scene to go because they hadn't built up enough why the cop would believe him it was just kind of like maybe like no we should have everyone not believe him be mad at him and then as they try to leave maybe that's when the big blob you know everyone starts running out of the theater because they're terrified because this thing's coming for them like yeah, yeah so the
1: whole town knows and it's not just like these kids yeah waking us up like you think it would be a felony or something to to, to blow an air raid horn yes yeah.
0: <laughs> I imagine it probably is I, although I, admittedly once it was proven it was real they're probably like no no fair use <laughs> that was yeah, a fair use of the horn
1: that was after because they, they did that for the well no no because they did that for the grocery store because they thought it was still in there
0: yeah but it is, and is it's, well, it, and they're it,
1: still at the grocery store when they, the people come out of the theatre
0: yeah so, so like, yeah so it was still right that he rang it like this thing that he was talking about still exists it showed up mm-hmm it's not like it was a wheat layer <laughs> right yeah. Right, because uh, it all still there I think it's
1: also pretty clever to use i don't know if it was done before this movie or not but to, to use like the movie theater as a setting for your your big kill at the end <laughs> where it's coming through the projection uh, like, I, and I... everyone there is watching a horror movie at midnight like probably how people are watching the blob at the time
0: yeah, I have no idea if this was the first time they had like a big scene in the movie theater as they were watching a movie. I, I don't know, but yeah, no, it's an like effective. Of course, of...
1: they're watching the movie that's the same kind of genre of the blog, and I don't know. I thought it was kind of a cute thing to do.
0: Hmm. Bella Lugosi movie as well, uh, mm-hmm. which they mentioned a couple of times. Daughters
1: of Horror or something.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it. I have to admit, I have not seen that one. I've but...
1: seen that. I know who Bella Lugosi is. Pull the strings. Peter doesn't get that reference. <laughs> it's from Edward.
0: Uh, well, I was going to take a wild guess to say it's from *Mr. Science* Theater episode, but apparently I've been proven wrong. So, fair enough. Um, yeah, I've no, I've not watched *Edward* yet, and yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, yep. What does that mean? So I mean, I'm being threatened.
1: I'm pretty sure you told me you were going to watch it. I- <laughs>
0: I did no such thing. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Pull up my text. Filthy, <laughs> filthy lies. Do not believe her lies. Thank you very much. You, you, know, you don't have a Twitter underneath your, your uh, image on the video, but I'm just going to have to put the word liar just uh, just there.
1: Important thing is, I know the truth.
0: Filthy liar. That's what it'll say. Mm. With an arrow pointing Big up the way. Is- <laughs> i will say this i appreciate so so after they get sent home after the, the the investigation into the doctor's office turns up nothing and their parents come to get them uh and they're, they're sent home they, like you know steve's like hey sneak out afterwards and we'll go and actually find this thing because it's just dangerous and we believe it's real and they sneak out of the house i will admit i was impressed that they they had the and this is what's it's, it's one of the things I expected them to get wrong is that he says okay let's get the car and he goes to the, the the garage and he lifts up the door and I thought wait if you if you start a car in your own driveway like everyone in the house is going to hear it like the cars are loud uh, yeah. but to their credit no they, they just wheel it out t- he takes off the brakes and he just rolls it out out the driveway until they're around the corner
1: yeah that that scene was taken from real life
0: what what real thing. What does that mean? what do you mean did the director sneak out of his house as a teenager like what what's going on I
1: don't know if it was the director or the producer but yeah somebody said that this is a thing that was taken from real life like even when he's opening up the garage door like keep in the in the film you can hear a truck go by mm. so they waited for a truck to go by before they open it so you couldn't tell where the sound was coming from
0: mm. yeah very good very good it's a shady um yeah trouble which was so funny to me, though. This is just because of the, the dress of the time, but like, uh, the the girl in particular, cause, cause guys, I mean, obviously fashion has changed, and you can tell, like, a fifties looking like man's like set of clothes versus like a modern day one. But it's mm-hmm. still pretty much the same thing. Like guys will wear t shirts and jeans, or maybe a jacket, or or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the the girl is in like this fifties dress that's really kind of like thick and wide for, like, you know, yeah poodle skirt yeah um and i just I, I laughed really hard at the idea of her sneaking out the house like, she still sneaks out the house in this dress like i get why she's on the date in that dress in the first place but even when she's sneaking out the house at night she's still got Well, this. she
1: was sneaking out until her like super loud little brother was on the stairwell
0: <laughs> i'm like you don't Basically
1: have shouting at her
0: all I why
1: do... are you
0: going I, 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 was, <laughs> I was just thinking to myself though like you don't have like a more covert like attire that you could switch to you know just some mm. something yeah. more comfortable a ninja outfit <laughs> I, maybe just a like a narrower skirt <laughs> if not some, some i know that thing definitely pants. switches yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just a thought just just a thought um but you know hey uh i mean that's basically the movie like we kind of went out of order because we all over the place. Because uh, that's the last thing. They go to... Because like, uh, the only person who's seen anything is Steve McQueen, right? And him and his girlfriend, uh, when they sneak out, like, hey, well, what about we go and get the other guys? You know, the guys that challenge them to the, the race at the start. and they, But then it turns out they're quite friendly with it anyway. And they, they invite them to the, the, the horror movie at midnight, but they well, don't they, go.
1: They become friends with them after because the cop pulls them over and he doesn't rat them out.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, but they, they go to the, the movie theater and like come in and say we have to come out support them, and they take a bit of convincing because they watch the movie so they, but they eventually all come outside so they can talk to him and he tells them hey there's something that killed the doc and there's a monster and we have to do something about it like even this like all of all of these people just sort of like believe him and start helping mm-hmm. him like i'm like why why do you believe him what the hell like what? <laughs> he's offered you nothing he's offered you no proof whatsoever
1: yeah i mean that's true i guess it's a bit of a stretch but like it's also just kids the teenagers sticking up for each other i don't know
0: teenagers just stick up for each other
1: Goonies <laughs> never say die
0: <laughs> oh dear uh, well again I- i'm not complaining I, you know it's charming it's kind of fun uh i i, I like the-, the the effects for the most part barring the-, the the drawn like buildings when the the blob's really big uh, I, like all I still kind of like it I like all the blob squeezing through things uh, I like the problem solving I like him trying to prove himself right I wish he did more with some of these things but it's a fun little movie uh, that I think is uh, you yeah,
1: know it's got it's charm I like those days confined to a small town also never yeah, like, like gets the military involved or becomes like a world thing
0: yeah, imagine it was this movie, but like right as they're on the phone, fo- like when they're trying to like when, when it's on the diner, there's a scene where he's on the phone. and It just cuts to the White House, <laughs> and the president's like making a call, nuke the town. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's pretty much it, though. That's pretty much it. I think we more or less uh, covered all of it just not in the mm-hmm. right order because for some reason i feel like jumping to the end on this one well, it, it, it kind of feels like the point of the movie is the last 15 minutes so there's almost like just this other movie worth of content before we get to that last 15 minutes
1: yeah i mean the last 15 minutes i think are perfect really mm-hmm. fun like i know you don't like all the special effects i don't mind the drawing like i think it's adds to the charm
0: <laughs> well i didn't see all the special effects just the the scenes with the the, the drawing, but it's moving in front sure. of the drawings because it looks a bit rough. Yeah, it's
1: just the, when it gets electrocuted, it's just clearly animation. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but that's okay. I mean, that I find charming though, because it's still animation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what it is. But, uh, you know, it's a 50s B movie and it's, you know, it's probably more notorious than some other ones. Maybe it's just because it's the idea of a blob. There's just something simple about it. And sometimes the simplest ideas work the best. So this is more visually appealing than, say, you mentioned the thing from Another World earlier. You know, the monster in that is a really, like, you know, no one really thinks about the, the that vegetable head alien dude. Like, he's kind of weird and, mm-hmm. like, not in a good way where he's memorable. He's, he's, he's kind of silly. And, well, okay, the idea of a blob is kind of silly, but I think that because it's inherently a silly idea, it's so simple Then the fact that it keeps getting bigger is just a really good idea. Yeah, it's a really good threat. Um, I do think a modern version of this has potential uh, if, they, if they're doing a new one, but obviously it's going to be CG, so we'll see. But Do you they, want it
1: to be a sequel or a reboot?
0: Because I want a sequel. You want a sequel where, where, where someone accidentally finds it in the Arctic and doesn't know what it is.
1: Or because the Arctic is melting.
0: <laughs> yeah, they put it. They put it too close to the edge of the Arctic, so that part melted. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you just see a, a crater fall off of a at like the end of a glacier? Mm-hmm. And, it, <laughs> and
0: it and it, it, drifts, it, it floats drif-
1: towards like the beaches of yeah. Malibu or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it, so it heats up. It heats up. It gets gets to California. and It heats up and then starts consuming yeah Um, but i feel there's so much metaphorical things you could do with it because like we said you know i I joked about the uh, representing communism but i feel like you can do the b movie with a message with, with the blob because like you could you could do anything like anything that you consider like i mean hell it could represent disney absorbing all these other properties and companies until it's the only thing that's left yeah and ruining the yeah. movie industry, you could totally do I that.
1: zombie movies are kind of like that too. Just it, yeah. it as it consumes people, it gets the horde of the zombie, and the threat That's becomes true. larger.
0: And to be and to 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 their credit, zombie movies almost always do have that that subtext. You know, mm-hmm. whereas this one, I don't really think has much of a subtext. But you know, from the very first of what we consider the modern zombie movie, which is Night of the Living Dead, that movie is rich with subtext. That movie is, you know. Mm-hmm. I had a blast sitting down and like analyzing that because it's just, it's just you know it's so rich with ideas and commentary. and Okay, so uh, what are you, what are you rating then, uh, the Blob?
1: Yeah, it's it's hard for me not to want to rate it pretty high because of all the movies that are like this but are terrible that <laughs> I've seen. <laughs> But mm-hmm. you know, because it is a B movie, so you want to like compare it to other B movies, and if that's the case, then it's really great. But you know, there are some like side characters that are really pretty bad, and um, there's a really great, <laughs> just to add to the charm, there's a really great moment where I was watching the movie and like there was a close up shot of Steve McQueen when he's having like this romantic moment, mm-hmm. and you see like this little puff of smoke over his shoulder. I oh, noticed this. You're, like, What like is that? Is like the blob behind him sneaking up and like is smoking or something? And I think it was meant to be messed. But nothing happened afterwards, so I I rewound it Mm -hmm. and watched it again. I'm like, no, there's definitely smoke there. And it turns out he was holding a cigarette because Steve McQueen was addicted to smoking and he had to keep smoking on the set, even though his character never smokes once.
0: Mm -hmm. And he
1: like just cupped it and put it behind his back during the shot. uh that yeah. is Apparently he was really hard to work with yeah but it just, that i, I weird. love that stuff i love that it adds there, to there is a the moment charm.
0: there's a moment in halloween actually we can see a little bit of smoke go across the screen and it comes from the director uh <laughs> and i noticed it because because it once i noticed it once i've noticed it every time i watched that movie uh as mm-hmm. it's, it's when they're checking behind the hedge after michael looks sort of past the hedge in daylight uh early on so during that moment actually i forgot to mention the scene there's a scene actually after they, they sneak out of the house where steve mcqueen has a monologue about not being believed and maybe he is just some loser teenager and the, the girlfriend has to like convince him no i believe you like i believe you're honorable or whatever but he, ha- he has this like existential monologue about no one believing or taking him seriously um and that that was like a moment where like yeah this is a 50s movie like mm-hmm. no one writes monologues for characters like this and hasn't they're
1: trying to be like rebel without a cause although that might have been later
0: no, that was before this.
1: It was okay.
0: That was like fifty-five, I'm sure. Yeah. So, tearing
1: hey, if, me apart.
0: <laughs> if, if anything, uh, <laughs> you're tearing me know, apart, think, Lisa. Like Tommy <laughs> yeah, I think I tell me myself why why just... so first. I, I I know it's from that, but I just think I tell me myself so first. Well, oh I'm dear. To trouble without a cause. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is actually. You know what? This is something that most companies used to do in the DVD days, but they stopped doing it. But uh, Criterion apparently still name their chapters. Other movies, hmm. Beware the Blob, the, you... mo- the Molten Meteor. Oh, and they even have the final one that says color bars because at the end of the movie you get color bars. Nice. Exciting. I do
1: go to go back to my rating. Yes. I do really like the accidental ominous message of the <laughs> ending, where they they freeze them and put them in Antarctica, and then Stephen Queen has that line of say. So long as there's still ice in Antarctica or something, yeah, I think so, so, so. we'll all be safe. And then it goes to the end, question mark? <laughs> like, it's super <laughs> ominous, right? And anyway, I I do have nostalgia for this movie. I watched it a lot as a kid, and it's it's fun. Like, even the bad parts kind of have their charm. And uh, I, I think this movie is, is just above good. So I'm going to give it an 8 because I think it's great.
0: <laughs> I even rained a little bit. My rating for this is a very solid seven out of ten. I think it's a good, good fun B movie. Uh, likable, you know, cast for the most part. It's got that small town fifties kind of charm. Doesn't feel realistic, but it feels like fifties movie uh style, and I find comfort in that. Even though I sat and nitpicked at it, because hey, we're going to sit here and talk about it for like an hour or whatever. Like I, I'm going to have to sit and like prod at it and make fun of it and do that because that's what I do with some movies. Anyway, that has been the Atomic Cinema Experiment about the blob. What are we doing next week? That's a good question. That's something we should have actually spoken about because the the answer to that will actually might go either way. (laughs) It's one of of two things. We'll
1: edit out the one that's not it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I already have so much editing to do in this one.
1: What's one more thing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me check. Let me check and see what's coming. You're an absolute nightmare. Sometimes you know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But an excellent co-host.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. That's my Larry David. Why don't you go Larry David. On me? <laughs> I just watched a curb, a carpet episode last night. I'm now officially halfway done on season nine. <laughs> catch up on. I know I know we're either doing Prospect or what is that <laughs> we've had this conversation before <laughs> we're either doing Prospect a new sci-fi movie from like last year ugh sounds bad <laughs> all you have is a title all you have is a title you can't say that I know it's another code 8 oh don't say that don't say that don't, don't, don't set me up for that or we're doing the Wim Wenders movie uh, at the end of the world I
1: think oh, it's called yeah.
0: that one I'm excited for yes but I, I, I th- I'm I think not sure which one we're doing first I think we're doing prospect first because it's a normal movie length and the other one's okay. like three hours long so I think the three hours long one has to the, like, this is all behind the scenes discussions you don't have to hear the point is is that those, those will be the next two okay in whatever order and because Tara insisted I tell you that last like two minutes is a shambles shambles <laughs> they
1: love it they love the behind the scenes stuff I draft this up because I really <laughs> please edit this out <laughs> <laughs>
0: stop giving me things to edit woman. <laughs> Just for that, I'm going to bleep out that sentence and leave this part in, and I'm going to let them speculate. I'm going to let them speculate what you said. so that has been <laughs> i really have to walk my dog <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> oh yeah sure sure that that fits into that bleep section uh, so <laughs> this has been the atomic cinema experiment uh, this has been the, the blob steve McQueen classic uh, and i think because we just did this and while it's fresh in our heads i think i will promise that we'll add the remake sometime in the next month or so uh, yeah so it'll be fun so it's fresh in and our each other yeah yeah Can we add that with war of the worlds i mean that was actually literally back to back but uh we'll mm-hmm. do we'll do this soon uh, the, the the 80s one so that we, we can have it fresh in our minds uh but that is uh, oh th- almost knocked off of my water disaster of so thank you very much for watching. You can let us know in the comments what you think of The Blob uh, and you can like and subscribe, all that stuff that does help, as does rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and a little review where people will find us that way, especially if you like what we do. It's a good way to support us for free. And Also, we mentioned earlier, patreon.com slash if you want to support us financially uh, from as little as a dollar. But uh, yeah, uh, Tara, if you were to recommend anything else from MailFuzz TV that you think people should check out, what would you say? I would say check out the
1: the the live streams. Um, if you oh God. if you like listening to Peter and have questions, you can ask them right over the live stream. They happen multiple times a week. I don't know when they're random, I think, and uh, always have a good community of people there. So check it out.
0: <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> that that's new yeah you've never never promoted the live streams before that's true um yeah 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 check out the live streams why not um it's uh it's if you ding the bell then you see when it goes live exactly yeah ding the bell you get notifications on youtube perfect 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 perfect, perfect. so there you go that has been the topic experiment thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv get Oh, that's the wrong show. Oh, <laughs> what's going on? This is Tara's fault. She's she's gave me like five things to edit out of this, and it's it's. it's I really for, need you to wrap this up. Throw me for, for a loop. <laughs> so yes, I have to I have to wrap this up so Tara can go. <gasps> <laughs> uh, how dare you! <laughs> Thank you very much once again. Keep watching sci-fi movies. A computer. That's Elsa. The end?